people, it's Tom from the Talking Chip Podcast with Coach Parents up in the building. Y'all know we was going to talk about this old raggedy NFL draft. Y'all knew we was going to do it. What's going on, man? Not too much, man. Taking it easy. Uh, you know, always good to rap with you, man. Whether we, you know, whether we on the podcast or just chopping it up, man, it's always refreshing, man. I, I love conversations with you. Appreciate it, brother. Likewise. So, man, we watching this draft. We analyzing this draft. We're going we gonna to run down, like, the top 20. I ain't going <laughs> to cover the whole 32. Well, we gonna, we gonna, you know, I... But, but, I agree with that, but you you know I gotta say something about number twenty four being you know every uh, every year well up until up until the Bucks landed Brady I always wanted the Steelers to play the Buccaneers, but, right? Yeah, Steelers is definitely number one team. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Y'all got a good pick, man. And um, <laughs> I, I saw that man. Y'all got a solid pick. That guy actually. Backstory that they coming up with for this young man already is pretty it's, interesting yeah, in regards to the way that he way way that he chose to uh, celebrate his transition into his next 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 uh, uh, football situation, but more importantly, starting his professional career as a professional athlete. So that was interesting for uh, the running back from out of Alabama. What is his name again? Uh, Najee Harris. Okay, yeah, Mr. Harris. Now it's, it's it's interesting because so it was a duel. It was a duel between I want to say Clemson. I think it was. I, I, I didn't, didn't Clemson play Alabama? Yeah, yeah, Clemson played Alabama. Yes, right. they played him. A, okay. They played him a few times. Yeah. Uh, the first in the first game, Clemson won, and then the two rubber matches. Alabama won. Three yeah. times. Yeah. It was just, uh, I'm reminded because I recall when he was playing, I, I really want to say, I think it was Clemson, where it was just a dueling competition of the running backs. I mean, it was oh, it yeah. was such a be- beautiful game two seasons ago. 2018 campaign, definitely, I recall. And I mean, it was a back and forth situation. I think it was between him and Etienne, Etienne yep. from uh, Clemson yes. and Harris. And at that time, yeah, because he was a junior, and yep. uh, he was a junior, and I was like, wow, he reminded me of Emmett Smith. I mean, oh, not yeah. just because he wore the number twenty-two, but he had a low center of gravity, great body control. He can he can catch the ball and run with it. He he got great peripheral vision, looking downfield, upfield, and but he is actually faster than him, you know. Yes. And um, that was that was one of the things that caught my eye when I was watching that performance, man. And it was a slugfest, and I was just like, man, that's amazing, amazing the way that he was doing his thing. And I take that back. It was actually the LSU game, LSU, Alabama game. Which was a slugfest, back and forth, man. When uh, yeah. Joe Burrow was was there, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. That was a slugfest. But yeah, man, let's dive into it, man. Let's get some. Let's get some. On, you know, I'm bringing it up right now. NFL draft, man. Number one draft pick, Mr. Lawrence, oh. going to Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars, man. 
spill the beans. <laughs> spill the beans. Let's talk about it. You know what? You probably you probably ain't think about it, but uh, I'm gonna keep it real since we're in the talking shit podcast. Yeah, I, keep I, it real. Keep it real. I, 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 not too long ago, you know, well, we had Urban Meyer uh, pull a pull a Miss Elizabeth, you know, with the issues he had at Jacksonville. You know, and then he said he wasn't going to coach anymore, family issues, heart issues. And then the next thing he ended up at, you know, Ohio State, you know. And, uh, yeah. you know, you, you thought he was going to hang Definitely. it up. But, you know, you had the Hernandez issues. You had a lot of different names being covered up, which which, which caused them heart problems. <laughs> and that's at the college. So I don't know how well he's going to do as a NFL coach. Cause now you're dealing with grown man, and uh, but as far as yeah, the quarterback, he definitely flaked out. He flaked out on those <laughs> Gators. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely flaked out on those Gators. So I hope he has a lot of different people in place. If if you and Duval, I hope he have a lot of people in place to, you know, help the players um, out with their personal issues, and you know, a lot like the. Uh, Tennessee Titans and a couple other teams they, they they you know they they have different structures on how the players you know they don't give them all their money you know they they spread out the checks a little bit more you know and they have a lot of different people you know teach them how to invest and different things like that certain teams go the extra mile you know and uh you know they help them you know with media different things like that so you know, hopefully they have things like that in place where it's not just directly to him. Uh, then I'm pretty sure too, <laughs> as you see Mr. Tebow back on the scene at tight end. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I said, he wasn't. He was. He was around that area for a while, but he. It seems like he has a lot of people in place. You know, a lot of those guys on their teams too. You got to think he was probably in their living room four or five years ago recruiting them at recruiting them at the college level. So, you know, I, I'm i surprised he hasn't uh, – he'll probably find some gems later in the draft, you know, being that he has – I think he has more of a personal relationship with a lot of people in the draft. So look out for Jacksonville, man, depending on, you know, if he can find a D.C. and keep people around and, you know, not try to hire some of the racist coaches and different things he already encountered before the season started down there. So. <laughs> Jacksonville, man. Jacksonville Duval. is a is a is Duval Duval County, man. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, man, go check out Lil Duval, the comedian, man. That's one of his signature yeah. signature catchphrases when he's doing his uh, comedy skits from back in the days. Duval is just a call that yeah. they use down there in that area, man. But the Jaguars have historically historically tried to be the power running team you know from oh, the yeah. inception with Fred Taylor who needs to be in the Hall of Fame come on y'all get your shit together yeah um yeah but but they went they went a couple years ago with the LSU running back of uh, uh and um that combination of I would say coaches and the inability to lasso him in and make him a better professional. You can't change the person. But, you know, the quest is to make him a better professional. And it's quite interesting that Tampa Bay, 
is a very tiny town, tiny city in the in the in the Florida area. And um they have two of the most maligned offensive skill people over on that team and you know it's been it's been quiet. It's been quiet as a mouse since they hit town. And I'm speaking of uh, Antonio Bryant and Forrett. But yeah. transitioning back to Jacksonville, man, and starting at the coach, like you said. You starting with the coach. Huh. I kind of beg to differ in regards to the recruiting with him. I think he kind of benefited from landing at programs that was already in motion. And when, because the Gators were not in a bad place when he arrived not at all. all. The, um, Ohio State was not in a bad place when he arrived. And with the success that he has had, he's, a, he's an offensive juggernaut, I will say that, in regards to whoever is assisting him with his coaching scheme offensively. And once the program starts rolling, you're not recruiting anymore. It's, kids are literally trying to play themselves into position just to land a spot and a scholarship at the school. So yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I would never attribute him to being a great coach. I mean, a, a great recruiter, quote unquote. I think the school was the lure for most of the athletes that he um, inherited that dropped in his lap. But needless to say, Tebow. <laughs> I'm trying to get to Lawrence, but Tebow. Wow, yeah. I'm, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna say wow. I'm really he gonna say wow lives, because. <laughs> He, he has nine, nine lives, but 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 to be honest, his he never got an opportunity to play a full uh, professional career at any sport. So if he can actually keep up health wise, conditioning wise, it's gonna be interesting seeing him perform in a league now that once threw him away. Because it's not like he had a losing record or a bad record as a quarterback. Not at it all. was just the, the it was just the people consistent, and, and this is the biggest issue that we have. So we color commentating, and the scouts can mar you. You could be a person that can actually still produce, but once they typecast who you are, it it limits you as far as the game. Uh, opportunities that you have to show what you can do. So Tebow was 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 uh, labeled as a an inaccurate passer with a weak arm. Although he could find the end zone with his legs, it was some real scrappy games when he was in Denver. But oh, yeah. I he he still had more wins than losses. Yeah. And. You know, as far as the direction of the NFL and where they want to take it as a brand of entertainment, people don't really factor that. It's a brand of entertainment, large-scale entertainment, very high-stakes entertainment. You know, for the for the obvious for, for obvious reasons, he wasn't bringing the caliber, the game that they wanted to see him, and so he was ostracized to the point where. Losing you. Opportunity. Here it is, 2021. 
Tim Tebow at least gets a tryout. That's what's going on in Jacksonville. So we we it's gonna be that's gonna be a camp that a lot of media spotlight is gonna be on, man. But Trevor Lawrence, here we go. And you got you got more intel than me on this, so you're gonna have to help me out. Trevor Lawrence but let me, but let, versus, we get into Lawrence. versus Justice Fields. Yeah. Before we get into the Lawrence, you gotta remember too. Hey, Tebow beat them Steelers. <laughs> you know. He 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 was inaccurate, but I mean he won. You know, whether it be Jets, you know, he, he learned a little bit, you know. A lot of people forget he got drafted by the Patriots. And then, you know, he ended up right, you know, with the Broncos. You know, and he, he like yep. you know, he won a playoff game. Not not a very high completion percentage, but you know, I definitely could have saw him being more successful in in uh in a different type of offense. I mean they try to put him in a more passing offense and he should have been in something similar to like uh and what we see Lamar Jackson in right now or something similar to what we see uh you know uh what we see the Cardinals running or you know he should have been Tyler, something like yeah. that. More more you know more than a pro style type of offense. Even even in that even in that gadget uh you know, the couple gadget offense we felt like we probably could have saw him in, you know, the Wildcat, you know, something like that. I think he would have been more successful. Uh, but yeah, the, also the Wildcat was, was short lived though. The Wildcat was short lived right. and the wild Wildcat but the Wildcat was also a career killer. You know, as oh, yeah, he got definitely. hot. I, I I'm trying to remember who made the Wildcat a thing. What team really made it a team? I I know the Dolphins was, ran it a it, lot. Was it the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, yeah, when they had those bunch of running okay. backs. Um, but okay. I don't okay. want to. I'm not sure exactly. And then also too, you know, Jacksonville is not very far from, you know, Tebow's hometown, uh, where he grew up. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's a Florida legend, there. man. He's a Florida yeah. high school and collegiate le- legend, man. He, he's yeah. a legendary person in the state where he lived up to the height. And that's right. very hard to do as you transition from high school to college. He, he won meaningful games and he won championships. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, Timo, then, like I said, I, I, I don't look down on him. I just look at it as a situation where... Man, you just you just really pulling something out the bag at this point, man. <laughs> and yeah. um, I don't know. I, 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 it's gonna be interesting to watch. Yeah, he, you know, you never know what type of relationship he he has with Urban Meyer. And then also, is the league gonna let him breathe this time? You know, I know a lot of a lot of the league didn't like his religious things, things he wore on his face. You know, different things he proclaimed. You know, stuff like that. Um. So you know, yeah, we'll I was see giving them a pass. We'll they give I, was, a... I was over, I was, I was overthrowing the ball. I wasn't even gonna touch on that. I was gonna, I was gonna skate on that because you know we have so many people that are so anti peacefulness, and yes. I would just be that broad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Yeah, I was gonna keep it on the keep it on the draft level because you know we bringing a little a little little substance, a little history to this to this thing with Jacksonville, yeah. man. And they picked up they picked up two nice players, and and it's not often that you get a chance to get the quarterback and the running back from a very successful program, that being the Clemson yeah. Tigers, over the last few years. They they they've really been dominant since the inception of the college playoffs. You know, yes. Clemson, Alabama, um, and Ohio State have been the three mainstays in the hunt for the championship. You know, yeah, and, uh, much. yeah. So, like I said, with Lawrence and Justin Fields, you know, I'm gonna I'm put those two together, man, because <laughs> they got history. Yeah, they got history, and it's only fair. It's only fair. I mean, that that history goes from high school. And I, I seen a clip. I seen a clip circulating online where yes. they were showing how Justin Fields literally dominated uh, this uh, the seven on seven passing situation versus versus uh, Lawrence at the time. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just one of those things. It was one of those things where I took notice, you know, in the recent days of seeing that. But I also watched them play against one another in those two pivotal games and back-to-back seasons where where it was the one questionable game where everybody was in an uproar saying Clemson cheated. They they got one over on Ohio State. And then the next year, you know, he played uh, Justin Fields, to be honest, he literally played his ass off in that game, and uh, I thought it would it would be a situation where Clemson was able to rebound and make it closer at least. But it was a flat out blowout from Ohio State, you know, over the Clemson Tigers the second year that they met, which was I think it was, we look we coming from uh, eight uh, college season eighteen, college season nineteen, which was those were two prolific games. Oh, yeah, pivotal games, and I, and they were I, both of, both of those were in the college playoffs. They was paired at the time, and you know one thing I can say about Trevor Lawrence, he he won the big game, man. But oh, yeah. a lot of people are questioning. A, a lot of analysts are questioning because he performed at a high level, and keeping in mind he was coming, he was he was he was thrust into his position at Clemson after after quarterback controversy for the young man that was supposed to take over after this, uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You know, he had the reign and that, that that young man, he was he was performing well, but, you know, they brought this kid Lawrence in who had a name, you know, he had the press running with him. And they put a lot of pressure on that that incumbent that was there, to right. to to until he he actually, you know, he he went into the transfer portal, and left the team, you know, because he didn't want to compete at that point because he felt that it was un, unfair, he felt there was a bias there where they were you know automatically trying to elevate Lawrence over him, and you know that was an awkward situation. But here we are. The number one draft pick, is it rightful to say, and I'm just comparing those two. I'm comparing their performance, 
I'm comparing their talents. I don't care about what happened off the field at the end of the day because these are young kids. They're going to do some stupid stuff. So right. I don't want to come in with any any law, any 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 yellow flag to 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 eh, to worry about at this point. It's really just focus on football at the end of the day because, like I said to you before we even started, year over year, we're seeing more violence from NFL players. I'm not advocating. Yeah. I'm not promoting it, but. These guys are going to have problems, man. They're going to have problems because of the amount of money that they're bringing in and the people that are hanging around based on some of their uh, economics backgrounds or where they came out of. Or they're just going to get real stupid with money. And let me not excuse the women because it's not like they're doing it to themselves. It's always a situation where, you know, people are high strung over personal relationships that they're having at that time that sometimes they they go left so that's why i said we got to stop marking these guys by what they do off the field at this point because if you really feel that they're a danger you're not going to spend millions of dollars to bring them into your your organization right so if you're willing if you're willing to sign them on a dotted line just focus on the performance and stop using propaganda in the media to make a person who we've seen and only know, unless, you know, you got a closer tie with it, with the university, we only see them through TV on game day on Saturday. Every now and then, maybe an interview on Tuesday or Thursday, you know? And for those that still choose to be active on social media, which a lot of programs are asking these kids, hey, yo, during the season, don't post nothing period you know but it's still a few that slip through the cracks so we only again we only know the athletes we we, we know the hearsay of their background where they came from high school wise and what they're doing as they're exciting the crowd and filling up the stadium during their collegiate career i'm going to ask you personal opinion if you had the number one draft pick and now we just focus on jacksonville jacksonville needs a quarterback we had three quarterbacks taken, one, two, three, first three picks. Yeah. All right, but well, we focus on Jacksonville. So we back to the, <laughs> the, the 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 two hot guys that you know very well. You watch them, you follow them. Who are you taking? You taking Fields or Lawrence? And tell me why. Ooh, that's a very. <laughs> I, I can't not yeah, we gonna, take the Lawrence. We, 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 we gonna, we gonna, I'm sorry, we're going to throw all the mother, mother suckers out the game right now. We're not even going to factor them. We're going to factor on the two oh. most successful dominant players. And, uh, and, 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 and if anybody listens to this and want to say, well, what about Mac Jones? Fuck Mac Jones, man. <laughs> he benefited from being in a great program. I'm talking yeah, about look, a person who literally had to Jones, be a field general. <laughs> They had seven guys taking them first round. That's how I feel about Mac Jones. <laughs> is it Mac Jones right. or is right. it, or is it he had a Heisman, basically a Heisman caliber skill guy he at a, every position? He had a and, pro and the football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a he's the college kid playing. He's a third string college kid 
playing with some some pro talent. So that's why I right. said we're gonna we're gonna back it up, man. We're gonna we're gonna stick with the question at hand. You taking Lawrence in Jacksonville with your number one pick. You you're the G you're the GM. You're you're the you're the GM. You're the you're the head coach. You're taking Lawrence or you taking Fields, man. Okay. Um, to me, and, and I'm glad you put it that way. Those two individuals, to me, should have been one too. Uh, not somebody from BYU, not somebody from NDSU, not somebody from anywhere else. That was that was one. Don't worry, one I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna get on yeah. their ass. I'm gonna get on their ass. Don't worry about them. We that gonna was, get to them. That was that was one and one a to me. Uh, Trevor Lawrence only lost two games in his career. Uh, right. And great size. Uh, you know, uh, thoroughbred basically what you want you know whether he's out of the pocket you know he's also athletic enough to make some runs uh and then you had the other guy and i think his biggest knock was you know he he went to georgia some things weren't going his way he transferred went to ohio state no 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 we gonna we gonna tell it like it is if we gonna tell the story (laughs) All right, he, yeah, let's go. He was he he was in a he was in a good old boy program who was <laughs> not ready and has yet to in all the years that I know of the University of Georgia, UGA. How many black quarterbacks do you know? Come on, throw some names at me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. I know one. Hey. Yeah, it's about one. You've always had like That's the it. and Michelle's and, and all the different backs. You're not. You haven't had. Yeah, very, I ain't talking about. No, no, no. They they will let a, they they will let a Negro run the ball, but they, <laughs> they they have not inserted a Negro at the quarterback position <laughs> at UGA, except for one time, one time, <laughs> in all these years. So, I'm not gonna say he had a problem at Georgia in the sense that he couldn't perform against Jake Fromm. Right. He couldn't give Jake Fromm competition because the young man who was there this year who followed up Jake Fromm was he he looked like he was about 37 years old or maybe an army veteran that that came back and played and uh, you know he kind of hung in there but I, I, I couldn't say Georgia UGA showed me that they had a a quarterback, but Jake Fromm was highly taught it. Um, he was in a position where nobody was going to unseat him, no matter how no. great you were. Because again, good old boys, do we do we not think nepotism, bigotry doesn't exist? My name ain't Tim Scott. I'm gonna tell it like it is. This is America. <laughs> Racism is motherfucking alive all yeah. day. It's rampant and. So. Yeah, and even though and even though the kid Justin Fields is out of Kennesaw, Georgia, and I know Kennesaw very well because uh, I had the pleasure of working for a dynamic company right up in that area. It is a great hotbed for talent outside of the Fulton County area, outside of the Clay County area. And I'm 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 gonna toss it back to you, man. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to put a little a little merit to this thing, man. Like. 
we can't brush that off. We can't brush that off. But fact, what yeah, we you said about Justin Fields before we, I go we, on the tangent. We, yeah, we definitely can't brush that off. And just like you said, man, it's like this this media hype machine because as as as, as a hyped up as Trevor Lawrence has been since basically he was a freshman in high school. That's that's how you had Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm was QB one on very many shows. Like he, you know, they followed him around high school. You know, also in in Georgia, they follow him around. So you know, Jake Fromm was going to be afforded every, you know, every chance, even if he had a couple missteps, you know, to keep his job. So you know, that was a no win situation. You know, if you're another quarterback in that same, you know. In that same facility, in that same campus with him, you know, you you was basically only gonna play unless just Jake Fromm got hurt. Uh, right. Justin yeah, Fields. They don't care. About, they don't care about the championship. All they care about no. is winning the Peach Bowl, aka aka the Chick Fil A Bowl. They can get there and win the SEC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, ever ever since, yeah, <laughs> ever since our boy, you know, a lot of different coaches. You know, one of them was a cane coach for a second. They always, they always are, or one big win away. You know, they've always been picked on about, you know, not beating back in the day LSU. You know, you know, and now you know they they can't they can't beat Alabama. So, you know, that program normally is going to be a one loss or two loss program, but they they usually lose. They they normally win early. And they lose late, and that's been their mo for like the last twelve years. <laughs> let me hit you with a one-liner, man. The reason why UGA cannot get over the hump and, and pull in all the talent that's sitting right there in their yard, because oh, we know from the Florida. From the Florida Georgia game, yeah. you know there's a lot of talent. Okay, but here's the thing: there's not a lot of black people that's going to trust their children going to Athens and returning safe. That's my one line. No, yeah, because how 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 is all basically all, Alabama's whole secondary was from Miami, <laughs> so South Florida. So how are they skipping right. past Athens? Which is a shorter ride, and going all the way to Tuscaloosa, you know, people people need to analyze that. Why is that happening? You know, it's like you say, you got Florida Georgia game. Everybody knows where all the talent is from. Everybody knows, you know, even when you get up to the pro level. So why are kids not choosing more kids, not choosing to go to Athens, and why are they choosing Tuscaloosa? It's not just because of Nick Saban, you know. So you know, I'm yeah, glad. Young guys, I'm glad we bringing it up on guys, the talk shit podcast. <laughs> yeah, them, them, those young men want to be treated as men, and they don't want to be treated as a boy. As uh, <laughs> we've heard that uh, phrase in the South many times, which is more demeaning yeah. than someone calling a young man a boy. And it, again, you go into Athens if it ain't for sports. You're trying to get the hell out of Athens because it still has a feel that is uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, 
Come on, man. Who we picking? Who we picking? We picking? You picking? You picking Fields? Oh, if, you pick, if, it, if, it was, if it was me, if it was me, I'm picking Fields, and I'm picking Fields because I just feel like he's the more athletic guy. Uh, head to head, he did more for me. You know, we saw them in the same game. Fields, Fields to me definitely outperformed Lawrence, uh, and you know Lawrence had more around him than Fields did, and I still feel like Fields did more with less. Um, and and I, it was a crazy situation, you know, watching the draft, watching him fall to Chicago. Chicago definitely, you know, got a steal. And what I hope is that they could put Chicago could do better as a franchise because they've been struggling since Jim McMahon days. Another, you know, another you know, hope. untested team. That has never really elevated the black quarterback in all their years, <laughs> and you know, hopefully, they, it, it's crazy in Chicago because it's either they have like an offensive juggernaut like the Walter Payton, different things that they have, or they have an amazing defense, as you have with Mike Singletary, you know, Fridge, all those dudes. It looks like they have another great defense. Also, you know, you got. You got that amazing linebacker from Fort Pierce area, you know. So it's like they they definitely have an up and coming defense. Uh, a receiver with an awesome last name Robinson out there, you know. They got some playmakers. Hopefully, hopefully they can get an offensive line because you know they need a lot of offensive line help, which I did see they did address tonight, and get some more playmakers around them, you know. And, you know, we'll be able to see. But what I hate is, you know, when certain quarterbacks fall into, you know, great situations and you want to say one guy is trash and the other guy is, you know, the other guy isn't. But, you know, you have to look at what's around them. You know, what are, what are they doing, you know, with the different components of the team? Six foot six, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Justin Fields is about six foot tall. They're 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 right in the same neighborhood. Neighborhood, damn near. Yeah. So crazy. They, they, they the history is very close, man. Because Cartersville, Georgia, is not that far from Kennesaw, Georgia. No. And again, I know the area pretty well. But uh, what I'm trying to do is bring up the splits for the collegiate splits and. I would love to see the head-to-head breakdown, which I know know they have the head-to-head breakdown somewhere, somehow, some way. But let me look at Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. statistically what he what he was able to do in college. And uh, let's see here. I'm doing it live, y'all. Doing it live. I'm, I'm yeah. checking these stats right now. <laughs> so we're going for the obvious. 2018 champion, 2018 MVP. He was uh, merciless, mercilessly subjected to the uh, inaugural McDonald's White House dinner. (laughs) 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 Hosted hosted by the the, the grand uh, president himself, 45. I almost said something else. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad, glad I caught myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was right with you. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we not talking about some white sheets today, but hey, 
If y'all want to read between the line, exactly. If you want to read between the line, but but here we go. So statistically, this is what I was looking for for this young man. Started 15 games, started 15 games, started 10 games in an abbreviated season, obviously because of coronavirus. So through 1,100 passes, completed 758. Man, this man got 10,000 yards. Wow. 10. Thousand yards in college in three years. Average, I'm gonna put it at a, I'm gonna put it at about 3,300 yards a, 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 a year. Average, realistically, put that six there. Literally, he averaged at the six. This guy was a 30 touchdown, 4.5, 4.7 interception ratio to the 30 touchdowns a season. And he gave you almost a thousand yards with his legs. That's not bad. Not, not bad at all. Not at all. From a athletic six foot six Caucasian man at the quarterback position out of Clemson. And I'm I'm being very descriptive, man, for a lot of people because it's amazing enough. Amazing enough. You got a, uh, you got a uh, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson was in uh, some town the other day, and there was actually someone who could not recognize Lamar Jackson. So, the descriptions. Oh, we, we got a guest. You got another guest. You gonna bring on? No. <laughs> you got Maybe Sparky you over there. We talking about. <laughs> We, we talk about we talk about UGA, so you had to pull a dog out the cut on yeah. it, huh? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was basically, but you heard how little he is, like the little puppies. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I say Sparky right there, man. Yeah. So, so yeah, so yeah. Now, so I'm saying about just uh, about Trevor Lawrence, man. He he has the mechanics, has the tools to uh, potentially be great, but a lot of the uh, people who watch him are saying they feel like he may have peaked. He may have peaked already, and he, and he may not have a lot of development left in yeah. him to where he can grow yeah. and go beyond. And that's so, I, feel. I feel like he, he probably reached his ceiling, and that's why I say Justin Fields, because, you know, do run a 4-4, possibly a 4-3, you know, and I just feel like, you know, it's, it's more in there. It's more, it's more potential. You know. Yeah. So Fields, Fields, on the other hand, six foot three, versus six six. I mean, we he's he lining this up right. like a heavy heavyweight show now. Justin Fields situation didn't play at Georgia, so went to had two seasons at Ohio State. Uh. Lost two games. He's 20, he's 20, 20 and two. Same thing like Trevor. And he put up, not bad, he put up 5,700 yards in two seasons. So he's right there pacing himself with with Trevor Lawrence. The only difference is, is in the offense, Ohio State is definitely known to have, you know, a bevy of running backs. And they run the ball a lot more, a lot more than uh, – 
than Clemson does. 67 touchdowns in two seasons on the split. You divide that by two, what do we got there? Looking at about 33-ish, 30, 33, 34. So yes. you can say he's outpacing him there. You got nine touchdowns, simple split on that. You know, four and a half. So they're about they're about even in regards to the turnover ratio, about somewhere in that four and a half range. Good for thirty something touchdowns, got enough field vision. Yardage is um comparably would be on an average, somewhere somewhere relatively close. Um now footwork in two seasons. Justin actually uh outdueled him on the ground with eleven hundred yards, you know, with his legs. So we got two, two very close, very, 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 very close type athletes. Um, Jacksonville is what 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 we focus on. So if I had to take a pick, I like I like the additional three inches that Trevor Lawrence has. I'll, I'll give him the height advantage. I mean, because you can't you can't change that. But performance, pound for pound, as a player, I, I I I personally feel like Justin Fields was more durable, better suited to 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 uh, be the number one draft pick outright, outright, outright. And I'm gonna say it again: Justin Fields should have been the number one draft pick based on his performance. Taking nothing away from the additional year advantage that. Trevor Lawrence had on him, you know, it was admirable that his running back, uh, I think it's Clifford Etienne, uh, that might be the boxer, but I'm going to just say Etienne, the the running back, okay, he came back, he honored, he honored his, his commitment, he finished out his career as a senior, and just tried to stay intact because he said, this is never going to happen again, no matter what, you know. As far as having that experience, that collegiate experience, so he enjoyed that ride, and he 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 rode it to the wheels fall fell off, you know. Um, whereas Justin Fields, like you said, he went from one school, he had to get reacclimated, but he came there and he won. Similar similar win loss situation in the event where they only lost two of their college games. I'm just gonna give the durability. I'm gonna give the fortitude, the leg game. Because if you know Jacksonville, that quarterback gonna have to run a little bit. Mark Brunel was the inaugural quarterback. He had to run. He had to run for his life quite a bit. Every, well, everybody gotta, else that just, came thereafter had to run afterwards too. Let's just look at what they gotta play in their division. <laughs> you know, Break it down so, to them. Jacksonville I mean, plays who? Who's what conference? Tennessee, Texans, yeah, Texans, yeah, Titans. Those are those Texans. are some very fast defenses. Yeah. <laughs> and all they, although they're in the home state of the Dolphins, they're in two separate divisions. But I mean, every now and then they may sneak a game in where they get a get a, a, a one an interseason game, as well as the preseason game. And it will be interesting, nonetheless. I'm, I'm sure they're going to make it happen because well, all of the elements it. are there. The you got hype. you got number one quarterbacks all around. You got a 
Trevor Lawrence who beat Tua. Tua is supposed to be more or less the main guy down in the down in the Miami Dolphins. He's a former Alabama quarterback that took the helms after Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts was put on the shelf. Not that he lost yeah. the position, but he was put on the shelf. And you know, with his humility, he did what he had to do to survive. And you know, there you have it. He's in Philadelphia now. All of these guys are all of these guys are in the league, so it's gonna be interesting. They got a lot of history, but oh, yeah. nothing nothing against Trevor. I really would hate to have seen him land with the New York Jets because we we about to transition to them next. But I think one should have been Fields, two should have been Lawrence, and then so on from the other guys that they have brought up, you know, over time. But let's get to them Jets, man. J E T S. J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets. Jets, Jets at the number two spot have traded away another quarterback. Jets traded away another quarterback. Yeah, um, another. It's about seven. Yeah, yeah, another quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you if you know anything about it, the New York Football Jets, they uh oh no they say it for the Giants, but the, the New York Jets they have uh. In, in the top five selecting every goddamn on year and they can't put a team together they're trash the organization is trash uh, I think it's a little it's a lot dated not a little dated it's a lot dated where you have the ownership that should really sell the team and allow some new blood to come in and, and try to help this organization have some level of success because they've been in the bottom of the basement since Al Toon, man. Yeah. They've had a little competitive... They've had, you know, sparks with Bill Parcell when he was there. They had some little moments, but they've never been a perennial success. They've been more on the losing oh. side than the successful side. And I kind of feel like this about Jet, the Jets before I get into the, their pick. I think I think when you have an organization like that that consistently lose, I think they should be penalized for being losers. Yeah. We can't keep the same system of having them put in position at the top in the top three spots. Because I'm gonna be real, and this was one of the issues that that came up on Ballers, I believe. But these guys don't want to play for them. I don't care Not what the all. paycheck is. They don't want to play for them because they know that they are going to ruin with their financial gain. They're going to have financial gains, but their career is going to be going into ruins immediately because they haven't had success. So it's kind of hard to believe that all of a sudden you're going to be the difference maker when they haven't been able to put a team together and, and be a serious contender at all quite frankly right. right so let's get let's get into it man so they number two pick they picked up some kid from byu his name is zach <laughs> wilson zach wilson stats looking at him six foot two kid out of byu 
Last last time that I checked, <laughs> in my Nipsey Hustle voice, last time that I checked, the last time I checked for BYU, the last time I heard of them was the Detmer Brothers. Right. And Cold most people time. listening to this will have no idea what I'm talking about. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's how long it's been since since we've heard of BYU having a worthy quote unquote hot prospect that should have been taken that high on the board. So I'm saying this to say I don't get a chance to sit down and become immersed in watching college football on the weekends anymore. But I will say this. I'm often surprised in these recent years that we are reaching now when it comes to finding the next up next quarterback that we are going to great depths to just pull people out the air at this point. Oh yeah. I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not coaching. I'm not active as a player and I hate to just belittle a player because you know, with words because I'm not a player. But as a person who watches the game, it's kind of sad that we have a person that's just like this kid. Have you heard of any hot streaks BYU has had in the last two years? <laughs> no, sir. Okay. And you follow the game I'm a little more closer yeah. than I do. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't follow the game as close, especially with some of these teams. So his, so we considered the WAC conference back in the days, WAC. Right. Right. And I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that as a, as a, as a, uh, the slight conference, but that's just the Western Athletic Conference is, is a division. And, um, BYU, you know, they are, As far as I know, as far as I know, they try to only take people on that really are practicing that lifestyle. So saying that to say, it's kind of like, how far will these these kids' career go? Because they're more com- they're more committed to family and community than anything else. I mean, the Detmers did not have they didn't have a hell of a career. Beyond beyond their college seasons, and I'm coming gone. You know, so oh, let's let's just put some things in perspective too. Let's go back to the time when we know you had stuff come out the whack, which WAC whack. They ended up WACK whack. I mean, even if you go back, <laughs> you look at even if you go look at USC. You know, you yeah. had Matt. They had an amazing team. They had a lot of NFL dudes, especially DBs like Palomalu. You know, going back to the history, you know, uh, you know, you got dudes, you got dudes like the Juice. You know, you got dudes like Ronnie Lott. You know, they've had amazing Palomalu. You have amazing pedigree come out of there. But just that conference alone, I mean, look, look at his career, and and you know, he probably lost three games, I think, tops. Whether that be Matt Linehart, you know. Uh, you can look at you can look at our boy, you know, uh, who they had all over the billboard in New York. You know, Joy Harrison. <laughs> he didn't do anything. 
you know, what have yeah. you what have you had? Even even you know teams that were very successful, their QBs have done nothing in the NFL. Nothing. Yeah, you know. So let alone you know, let alone a team that you know BYU struggled. So you know, looking at them and now you're gonna make that guy that's basically the face of your franchise. I, I, I just really don't understand how some GMs or, you know, the talent scouts or who's ever handling the picks. I don't understand how you go in that direction. I, re- I really don't. <laughs> Man, you know what? I'm going to say, say what I got to say about Zach Wilson. Never heard of him. Six two, number two draft pick. Going to the New York. All right, Utah. You got to put this kid in New York City. Yeah. The people, the fans, the pandemonium. Even as a losing team, the Jets have very loyal fans, but they are very brutal, brutally honest. So when if we want to go to all of these great, 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 great depths that the NFL tries to come in with and analyze these players, you know, these GMs, these scouts, these people that are doing the psychosis, quote unquote, psychoanalysts of the players, he he's not a fit for New York. So I can go back to the I I can go back to the one two players that we were just talking about, big time programs, massive crowds. Once you are a name there, you are a person that's going to get mobbed everywhere you go. For the most part, you're going to have people gawking at you. And I think those two young men, both of them, have handled the pressures of being a high profile quarterback at Clifton respect, respectfully and uh and Ohio State. They handled it very well. So I'm just going with that whole psychoanalysis. Why why are we why are we pulling somebody out of the out of the mountains, out of the hills? And thrusting them into the and thrusting <laughs> right and thrusting them into the big city spotlight for a team that is going to put hella pressure on him. As far as yo, you gotta save us, you gotta win somehow, some way. All I can say is, hey man, it's a blessing, boy. You went to a, a, a school of faith. They prayed very hard. <laughs> And it works yeah, as far as you being able to get a get a job and move up the ladder. But man, good but luck to you, kid. It looked it look like he's gonna need a lot of prayers though in the future. And yeah, <laughs> basically the guy that the Jets got rid of, I think he's a lesser version of him. The guy who they, they just traded to Carolina. To Carolina, right? It's being right. Sam. You know, it, it, it's crazy, man. It's like you you just. You just you just wasted all these picks to get a lesser version of what you already had, and in that situation, yeah. you might as well have kept the guy you had because the guy you had 
he he really hasn't had a fair shake. He had COVID one season. Um, he 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 got some other type of disease. Um, it was it was really awkward. <laughs> and then he then he had yeah, another. He, you know, he, he had some injuries. <laughs> He was suffering from uh, cowarditis. Well, you get your ass beat he, like he that, ghosts. you know. Yeah he, he, yeah, he was seeing ghosts coming at him. But, I mean, yeah. if you standing back there trying to throw and you got, you know, 6'6 six, six dudes banging you, hitting you back in the head, I mean, you'll see some too, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You know, he didn't really he didn't really get a fair shake, man. I mean no, nobody nobody drafted for it. No no offensive skill player drafted for the New York Jets have gotten a fair shake, man. In the in the last decade. Now, you yep. know, excusing you know, the defensive players, different situation when we're talking about uh the real reasons. Oh yeah. Defenders. But when we're looking at the offensive side of the game where you need some protection in order to find success at the quarterback position, um, at the running back position to open up holes for you and block, it's just the time to even get the ball to the receivers. No offensive skill player literally has had an opportunity, has, has had a fair shake for the New York City Jets because it's been a carousel of coaches carousel of different football style schemes a, a slew of draft picks of high a high I won't say high profile but high high selections off the draft board short term contracts for these guys and most of them they don't make it to their second contract I mean Mark Sanchez same situation yeah. was he not traded Donald yeah, was traded. Was traded. San- yeah. Sanchez was traded. You know, so this is this is and then and then and then the the, the winning situation that they thought they had with Le'Veon Bell was uh it was a it was a weird situation because he couldn't get his gears going after being off the field for so long, but he didn't have an offensive line. So I don't know how great you want this guy to be. When there's no supporting cast, and that that front five in the offensive scheme, so right. And now you talk about now. Let's talk about who they got to go see. You got an up and coming. I hate to even say it because I hate the team, but you got a. <laughs> you got yeah, and then you you got you got a Bills team that's red hot that. Yeah, they you know, are. You, you can't you can't see them making too many losses. And now you know, and then you got to see the Patriots, which you know been beating everybody in the head for years, twenty some odd years. You know, years. <laughs> you got you got you got the, you got the Patriots. So if you already at the bottom of that division, and you saw what the Patriots did in free agency, you saw what the Patriots did in the draft. As far as I'm concerned drafted a better QB than you at 15. <laughs> you, you you see you see what, you know, the Patriots did. The Bills already have their quarterback and, you know, building on their talents that they that they got in free agency, whether it be receiver or what have you. And and the Dolphins just got better. 
draft, you know, picking up a receiver from Alabama. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're chasing that. <laughs> so, and all of those teams have established defenses as well. So, you know, that's, that's what the Jets got to go against, you know, even though, you know, even though it's the AFC lease, it's, it's getting better. All right. All right. Man, like I say, I, I, I hate that they start reaching, man, and, and doing wacky things like this, but it is what it is. Number three pick, man, Trey Lance. North Dakota State University. North Dakota State <laughs> University, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about this young man right now. I'm going to talk about the institution. Tell me, how many times have we ever seen a North Dakota State University game? Not very many. Uh, for me, I might, I, it might have been on late night <laughs> if I left the TV on, but I've never seen them play. Right. So, for people that and, don't know, it's a Division Two football school. I think out of Fort Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> you know, so if you saw the movie Fargo, there you go. <laughs> you know, and trust me, they definitely got talent. I think the most notable guy to come out of there, we had uh, Phil Hansen play for the Buffalo Bills back in the day. That's probably the biggest name that came out out of that school. And that mm-hmm. was in the 80s with Bruce Smith, you know, uh, Thomas, all those dudes. Phil Hansen, he was an amazing defensive line. Now, other than that, like I said, you're talking about the Division Two school in Fargo, North Dakota. You know, so they well, probably playing some South Dakota put, teams wait. and different things like that. Let's, but let's make the connection, though. Let's make let's make the real connection. When that one player puts you on, they keep going back to the well to reincarnate. Right. Carson Wentz, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, drafted as the number two pick two years ago, also played at North Dakota. They're Division Division I, man. They're Division I. The one double A, my bad. No, no. They are Division I. They compete in the Missouri... Yes, sir. They compete in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. They moved up. Because there was a D, yeah. a D2 program. Yeah. So, they're Division One, but here's the thing. Their, their competition that they're playing, and you were right about the Division Two. they have uh, 16 claimed national titles at Division Two. I'm just trying to get a little history on the institution here. Their rivalry school is South Dakota State. North Dakota and Northern Iowa, which out of those three schools, I never heard of them, aside from North Dakota State. But that's no here, no there. All right, the last small school player to have impact was Steve McNair, Steve Air McNair from HBCU. He was right. the last person to, to defy the odds and, and 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 bring the scouts to him. Okay. okay. HBCU level 
of play is a little uh, at times. They 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 they, they put out some. There's some good players that come out of the HBCU. Well, let's not understand them now, because you you don't have some Jacksonville Jaguars come out of Bethune Cookman. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, Stephen Collins, different guys like that. You know, you you got to remember you don't had you had uh, probably what some people consider the goat uh, from San Francisco 49ers mostly. Uh, Jerry Rice, yes, Jerry Rice, was HBCU, Shannon Sharp Payton. was HBCU, Walter Payton yeah. was HBCU, uh, and, the, and the, you know yeah. Nate Newton was HBCU, but, probably one of the best linemen. Uh, but, uh, but those you know, are, but, but Terrence, those are one, those are those are those are one off situations from the competitiveness of the game. No, oh, no, yeah, I'm saying of the competitiveness. So, so their their game, their game. What I was about to say is more of an advanced hmm, hot school game, less defense. Because I've I've watched some of these games uh, because of the hype with Deion Sanders taking over at uh, Jackson State. I just wanted yeah. to see what was going on. You know what was the hype? And I mean, you know the games are they're putting up ninety points, a hundred and. 80 point, you know, 100, 112 points. So, right. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying about the HBCU. It's well, not. It's, it's 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 a very fast paced game. It's mostly high scoring games. I, I'm not saying that there's no defense because there there are defenders that have come from those institutions and have have competed and done very well. But they don't have the plethora of talent running there. The way that Division One schools do. So I'm all. just making that I'm making that comparison yeah. as this young man is coming out of a converted program, Division Two, Division One. Um, you know, he's following up the legacy of Carson Wentz, who was the golden child, the golden ticket for a while when he came in the league, and um, over time, and we know this. So college. You, you have a jail for the, for the most part. The, the team is going to jail because you're supposed to be stuck together for at least three years when you come right. in with the same class of people. Because you can't go to the NFL till you're in your junior, you play your junior season or you're at least 21 years of age. That's the rule. Rule of thumb, guys. Yeah. And, and so, so I'm saying this about North Dakota State. Who the hell did they play? Because when Carson when when Carson Wentz had to face adversity, he didn't look good, man. No, he didn't look good. He didn't perform at that high level after personnel changes. And because this is a game and it's about money, the personnel is gonna the personnel is gonna switch up. So you may have three three studs on the line. For, for two seasons. And then you may have five years where it's just a rotation of players because they just can't find the mix. They can't find the chemistry. Right. So I'm saying that, I'm just saying that to say, at the quarterback position, it's not an individual position where you can get better and become superior like a defensive back, like a wide receiver, like a running back. You're oh, relying you gotta, upon the whole... You have you're relying on... <laughs> Yeah, you got you're relying upon the whole 
situation to work on the field for you at that time in order for you to find greater success. So I'm just simply saying, San Francisco has had its challenges. Yes, they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. But San Francisco off-seasons are like Animal House for the last decade. They have people come there and they definitely get lost in the sauce. Yeah. And so you have lost linebackers, you've lost defensive ends, you've lost, you know, Ray McDonald in controversy, which was a was a, which was a big tackle from University of Florida. Great player, but some reason in those off seasons in San Francisco or up in that north west California area, it gets tricky up there, man. <laughs> It gets real tricky, but focus on the focus on the play. Now touching on Trey, Trey Lance. San Francisco did a lot of evaluations. They evaluated Dustin Fields. They evaluated Mac Jones from University of Alabama. And who knows? Right. Maybe they'll may, maybe they'll even land a disgruntled quarterback from Green Bay. Who knows? And I'm only right. saying that because. When you think about trades, right, most teams only trade with teams that they historically trade with. Just right. keep that in mind, guys. That's the only reason why I'm throwing that out there like that. But I don't know anything about Trey Lance as far as something to warrant for him to be in the top three other than to fulfill a, a need at quarterback. But I don't know, man. I'm just not a fan of it, man. I, I'd rather see somebody from the big boys that's out there getting that attention that's out there winning at the level that they're winning and 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 i'm gonna back it up and say we got three we had three formidable candidates so we got the kid out of university of alabama regardless of what i think about him he led he led a successful team championship in the sec he got, <laughs> in the SEC, he got that under he, his belt yeah and then and then the other two. The other two are who they are, man. You know, Fields and Lawrence. So you're trying to tell me that those three people shouldn't have been one, two, three, taken off the board. We're going to insert two random people out of obscurity and based on evaluation. I don't know what they was evaluating, but, man, what's your take yeah, on Trey, Trey Lawrence? Lance. Because yeah. even when we played, what they say, the eye in the sky don't lie. So right. now you're looking at film, which both of those guys have very limited film. They have very few starts. And even the games they did start, they threw very few passes. So what are you evaluating based on what? And basically the people that we did see, we saw them play against, especially if you're watching the draft, I don't know how many Alabama pitch but it's up there. I think they six tied. in the first round. Th- I think they six tied in the Miami first round. with six in the first yeah. round. But then the second day, the Patriots are still picking Bama. You know, most, most I guarantee you look at the picks. A lot of them is Bama picks. And I say that to say this. Like, that's an SEC school. That's a Division One program that's, you yeah. know, that's been in the playoff hunt. That's, you know, in, you know since we've had the playoffs. You know, or you know the, the 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 new, you know, championship thing. 
it's, it's been like you said, Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, and then some other team gets close like a Notre Dame, but, you know, no cigar. You know, there's never been a fourth, you know, runner-up to say. It's basically those, it's been those three teams for the last nine years, ten years. You know, so, you know, being if I'm a talent evaluator, those are the three schools that I'm going to try to take the majority of my players from. You know, it just right. only makes sense. You know, right. why I would go off in insecurity, you know, just based off. Now, you're picking people just basically off potential, you know, height, weight, and stats. And, I, you know, a lot of people can do stuff in the gym. It doesn't mean that it can transfer to the football field. I mean, I'll give you a name like Fat Bugs. Out of Florida State, you know, you've <laughs> had dudes that can bench press 500, 600 pounds. It doesn't mean it's going to transfer on the football field, you know. And you know, I have to go college, off three guys that I've seen is, since high college school. College is hard. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. No, no, what I'm saying literally. is, what I'm saying. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's three guys literally since high school that that you have. You know, whether it be seven on seven, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, their careers in college, I, I got to go based off that. And plus, I got to see the level of competition that they went up against. Also, if you're in one of those HBCUs or if you're in one of those lower uh, D1 or D2 schools, you got to dominate. You know, yeah. And if you have, you know, if you haven't dominated, there's definitely a problem. But I mean, if you're looking and you're saying, oh, this person did X, Y, Z, well, they, they supposed to be doing X, Y, Z. If, you know, you're, you're talking about going to NFL, you know, most of the time you're playing against Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State, you're pretty much playing against future NFL time. You know, at some of those other places, you're not, you know, that person's, that person's going to be, you know, in four years, they're going to be you know, trying to trying to start their career, you know, at a bank or something. <laughs> you know, and they're not going in or shit. Yeah, man. That's that's a strong comments, man. So as y'all can hear, we are not in agreement with what the <laughs> NFL did with those top three picks. Trevor Lawrence deserved to be picked. He, he deserved to be selected up in the top three. These other two guys, man, to these quote-unquote pros and gurus, y'all got to stop this, man. You got to stop this right now. You got to stop picking these weirdo picks. Train of thought, man. Train of thought. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's, but yeah, it's, man, it's you, almost you, like they need a lottery, like the like the NBA, man. You know, yeah. Like you said, the Jets yeah. the Jets can last every year. You know, and right. it's like right. I don't know. Maybe maybe the last four teams is being a lottery, man. Therefore, they can't for luck or try to tank on purpose. Now, nah, now, nah, hey, you you the bottom four, y'all going in a lottery. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. thirty two teams. Yeah. You know, then that way we can stop some of this foolishness 
But like you say, yeah, it's somehow the, the, the Jets should be penalized, man. Or some type of compensation. You know, whoever they pick first needs some type of insurance. <laughs> more than likely, your career is going to be over in three to, three, three to five years, man, if you go into that franchise. Yep. Yeah, man, we don't got through the we don't got through the first three. Said our piece on them first three, you know, <laughs> like it or not, it's our take. It's our take. So we doing what right. we do. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna run through number four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and get the fourth pick up. You know what I'm saying? Who was number yeah. four? Tight end. From number Florida. four, tight end that Jerry Jones said he wanted to get. Yeah. This is a Mister Kyle. Pitch. Pitch. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. University of Florida, number four. Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons take a tight end. Yeah. What you think? What you, what you think? <laughs> what, what you think about that, man? Uh, it's the thing I posted, man, about Matty Ice. I, I hated Matty Ice for a long time now. You know, because you get other quarterbacks that get trashed. You got to think, man. This man had Julio Jones. Yep. This man had Ridley. White. Ridley. He had Ridley, yep. he had White. Roddy, Roddy like, White, Roddy White, yeah. You name it. And, I mean, we're not talking about just – we're talking about 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", receivers with mm-hmm. speed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. you never hear too many negative comments about them. But, I mean, yeah. you, 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 you definitely had the receivers. You had a huge lead in the Super Bowl. Then you, then you went on to fumble the ball. And, 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 and you know, throw interceptions. So it's like basically like, you know, it's just like they get a lot of scapegoats, and I can't believe Hotlanta. Like you don't you don't get that much negative publicity out of Hotlanta, man. It's like it's horrible that a city, Chocolate City, has to suffer. You know, a poor football team pretty much, and you know, basically. Where they old stadiums become mega churches, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like man, you know, he he's an amazing receiver. I saw a lot of his footage, not necessarily a lot of the games out of out of game field. I saw a lot of his footage. Um, he's got amazing wingspan, you know, uh, amazing speed. But basically, I don't really view him as a tight end because I, I I never I rarely saw him with his hand in the dirt. I don't think he's much of a blocker, but he's definitely, I think he could be one of the all-time best receiving tight ends. Like, you know, he, you know, when you think of tight ends, you got to think of Shannon Sharp. You got to think of Gates. You got to think of uh, Gonzalez, you know, right. uh, you know, and especially, I mean, come on, it don't get better. They don't get better than tight end you out of Miami. You got to think of Olsen. You got to think of K2. You got, you know, you got to think of Bubba, you know, Bubba Franks. You know, we have some tight ends. And then this yeah, we guy, have. We have, yeah. You know, this guy athletically, I mean, he he's like nothing I haven't seen. You know, the closest the closest I've seen to him is Megatron, <laughs> you know, but that was a wide out, you know, out of Georgia Tech, you know. 
So basically, that's what he puts me in the mind of. You know, he's listed as a tight end, but you know, he he he's basically like a tweener to me. But definitely an option so, picking. It's another weapon, you know, for the Falcons, man. Which, you know, they had a lot of hype saying that they were going to take a QB. They were rumored to say they were going to take Trey Lance, and you know, a couple other people. You know, and they took the tight end route. So, you know, uh, they basically can't get out of Matt Ryan's contract. You know, he's got two years, two years left. And you know, even if they trade him or cut him, they'll be upside down. You know, it's something crazy too, like thirty-eight million, some some astronomical number. That don't that wait 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 wait. That don't <laughs> so, matter no more. That yeah. that does not matter no more. They they trade they traded Carson Wentz ass. They traded <laughs> they traded Matt Stafford ass. And that don't matter right. no more. But he's that's, very that's bull. he's that's very bull. close to he's very close to their ownership. You know, they basically yeah. That, like that's a, more like it. They, that's they more like it. They basically That's treat him like, like a like a second son, you know. So they, it's, no, it's, it's, it. it's, it's a lot Call going it on. It yeah, it's a Call lot going it on is. in that in that franchise where, you know, pretty much it's another person. Like I said, no matter how much he mess up, you know, they're they're not gonna get rid of him. So, you know, they you they remember. gave him another they gave him another weapon. So, you know, you remember how the Dukes of Hazard theme song goes. <laughs> I'm just a good old boy, <laughs> and I'm gonna stop right there. Yeah, yeah. Coming out of Louisville, Make, Kentucky, making a way the best the way we know how. There you go, exactly. <laughs> or, or we 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 could deal with the fabulous Freebirds. However you want to do it, right? Break a leg. But yeah, right. man. So here we go. Here we go. Bull shiggy right here. You you pick up another offensive weapon. You're saying that you want to get rid of another talent, possibly. You're open to trading Julio Jones. That was that was circulating with the uh, Falcons, which yeah. was a shock. Well, it's not a shocker to me. It's it's been it's been topsy turvy for the last three seasons. Right. You know, from the contract contract dispute to saying, hey, he's the greatest in season, regular season wide receiver of this time of this era. Right. But he doesn't get in the end zone. Right. That's one of the knocks on Julio. He's not a, you know, Randy Moss type guy giving you ten plus TDs. Right. You know, that's 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 one of the things. So I, I just I don't know. I mean, we're looking at a tight end, and when you was talking tight ends, let's not forget Antonio Gates because he's the one that really started no, this I, thing. I said Gates. I said Gates. Oh, you did first. say Gates. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. I, I said Gates. Corrected. I said Gates. Gonzalez. You know. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah, a lot so of the San athletic type tight end. You know. Yeah. San Diego run and shoot. Uh, late '90s. Antonio Gates started this wave of being a basically a basketball player playing football. Right. And you know having those tender hands that can bring it in, but actually can stretch the field. So. That's what my take is on this guy. I know Jerry Jones uh, was very fond of him, how they were talking about his romance in the uh, media. And he was really hoping that he could grab this guy, which I'm going to put Jerry Jones in the same category as I put the Atlanta Falcons. Why? Right. Offensively, you can score. Defensively, that's where, where we're having the problems at. Or in the well, interior line. You well, know what you I mean? Know, well, you know, it's few schools with that, though. If you, I basically... What he's saying and, and what some people believe is like, look, if I get him, we're going to score 40. 
So basically, even if our defense, even if our defense no. think we gonna outscore the other team, you know, it's no. like some people no, don't want to address the elephant in the room, you know. Some people go that that's route. That's not that's not the NFL style though. NFL no, style not. is more so. It's like prize fighting, man. It's it's a real gentleman's league, quote unquote, to a certain capacity. If there's even a a a, a, a inkling chance of a blowout, you're not gonna see some lopsided victory like seventy. 80 points to zip the way that they were doing it in college. Right. You know, as they say, style points to try to run it up um, uh, 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 through the early 2000s, you know, right. where teams were just getting demolished because they were outclassed. So you right. don't really have that in the NFL. So I kind of question that part because here we go. In the first, and I'm analyzing, first 10 picks quarterback, 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 tight end, wide receiver, <laughs> wide receiver. Number seven, offensive lineman. Number eight, cornerback. Number nine, cornerback. Number 10, wide receiver. So one lineman, two defenders, 70% skill position offensively in the first 10 picks. Right. To me, that's a, that's a little unprecedented because, I mean, linemen aren't notable, but they do make waves. Orlando pick pace, you know, uh, Munez from Bengals. I'm not saying that he was drafted. Orlando Pace was a a very high draft pick as an offensive lineman. And I don't know if we had any super dominant O-line, but I I, I guess number seven has to be if he made it at the number seven pick. Right. But a lot of these teams aren't addressing – They're addressing the vanity part of the game. Like right. you said. Not score you type thing. Right. And so it's setting the wrong impression for the kids. Well, you remember because the saying, offense says tickets, man. Defense wins championships. So, you know, a lot of the yeah. a lot of the skill positions, that's that's the sexy pick. You know. When you address offensive line or you address defense, which more than likely is your need. You know, a lot of the fans don't really ooh and all ah over that. You know, uh, you know, but everybody wants that 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 shiny new sports car, man. You know, that's that's what yeah. most of these teams no, I mean, go for. I get it. Right. I get it. I mean, it's it's it's, it's um, defensively. You know, you you got the you always have the agile group defensive end, or you will have the uh, mega linebacker that can control the field. Or you would have, as they said, since the end, you know, shut down corner. Right. Those are are really the only three uh, spots that are really high profile. We grew up in the era in the 80s where it might have been the reverse. I mean, you can go back and look at drafts where, you know, you, you had Lawrence Taylor taking second overall in that draft. You know, in that same draft, you had run a lot. He was taking, like, number eight. And then most of that draft was defensive heavy. You know, it's the same as, you know, you had Deion Sanders. He was taking fifth overall. And that draft was a lot of defensive heavy. I mean, you know, we, we, we've seen that. But now, you know, in this era, you you won't you won't see a draft like that. You won't see – I don't think we're, we're in an era where – 
you'll see a draft where somebody will take a corner in the top five picks or somebody will take a middle linebacker in the top five picks. I think, you know, for whatever reason, you know, that time is done. You know, whereas, you know, in the 80s and 90s, a lot of teams prided themselves off of their defense. You don't see a lot of teams build that, you know, build their teams that way anymore. Basically, basically most teams, you know, i.e. Patriots, you know, the face of your franchise is a QB, and then you might have a running back, you know, just like you just like the uh the old Cowboys used to have the triplets. Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Mike Irv. You know, yeah, that was a solid that, team, that, man. Yeah, Very that was solid the face, team. That was the face of their team though. Even though, you know, later on they got Dion to sew it up and, you know, to to outpace the forty ers You know, even even back in the but day the forty ers with Ronnie Lott, mm-hmm. you know, that amazing defense that they had, but still the face of the team was Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. You know, and right, right, trans, right. I, trans, I mean, I, right. I, get, I get the pretty part of the game on who sells right. the tickets, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm talking about, you know, from you, you know, through youth sports, there's a right. draft that you guys have, yes, sir, where you sit down and it's a calculated situation where you're looking at who can do what, not necessarily like. Hey, I gotta have this wing back. I gotta have this quarterback, quote unquote. It could be a situation where you know that ball has to exchange. Right. That's where the game starts. Right. And so you build you build around the line, which you know I'm, I'm actually on a transition off of this pick and going to the number five pick because this is fitting. Cincinnati Bengals take a wide receiver. Cincinnati right. Bengals take a wide receiver. Takes the former teammate, LSU. Uh, Chase, right? Jamar Chase as the number five pick, and right. uh, what happened to the quarterback in his rookie season? He got hurt. <laughs> yeah, he got hurt because they need line help, offensive line help. Yeah, he went yeah. from a Cinderella season in LSU undefeated, Joe Burrow, that is, right to. Uh, a situation where you know he, he shows some flashes but that nice you know like you say that 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 that, that beautiful beautiful car right you know what i'm saying that million that million dollar plus mobile that you purchased to put the set back there your centerpiece to run the offense right you wreck it you blow the knee out in the first season so right. now does it become a does it become habitual you know that, and, and and I'm saying this because this is the same problem that we had with Carson Wentz. Right. It was a knee issue, and, and that put him out. He couldn't even finish the first season that he was in, and and the team made it to the Super Bowl. Backup won it, and two years afterwards, he's on the trade block. He's out of there. Right. So right. Joe Burrows, y'all need offensive line, but they went offensive weapons, or as we say who's the best available personnel-wise. Right. Now, here's my question. The Bolitnikoff winner, Devontae Smith, noted as the best hands, blazing speed. I can compare Chase, quote-unquote, but I can't really compare Chase because it's Kid Smith. 
Why wasn't he taking? At, you know, here we go. We talking about those three quarterbacks, right? Initially, you win a national championship, right? And I know, <laughs> I know, Jamar Chase was on that team that won a national championship, so he sounded like in this. He's, he's still in this conversation, right? But you, you take Jamar Chase over Devontae Smith, who just set out for you. Yeah. yeah, he just opted out for COVID. And Smith had 200 yards and a half <laughs> of, the, of the just now, what, two times? Well, no, three times. He was three times an Alabama champion in four years. So, you know, because his one of the guys that was throwing passes to him is, in, is, is playing for the Eagles, <laughs> you know, and the other guys down there in Miami. Yeah. And, and, that's, oh. and that's the thing we're starting to see too much buddy buddies now man it's like oh he has familiarity with the player right. I, that's, that's my assumption that's my assumption where he feels like there's chemistry and they'll be able to hook up for combinations but hell how are you going to get him the ball if the line the interior right and then Let's bring it up again. Bengals. You were in the division where three three people you played against just made the playoffs. The the NFC North is no punk. <laughs> you you got the Ravens who always had a respectable defense. You got Blitzburg, Pittsburgh Steelers who won the North I don't know how many times in a row. And then mm-hmm. and then now you got the up and coming Cleveland Browns who who, you know, they, they Quietly they, put they a great team the together. They spend, they spend they, the money. They spend Let's the say money. it like that. They, they yeah. spend the money. They, they spend the money. They put together. They, they the greatest paper champions for the last three seasons yeah. in a row. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they got, they got two top, they got two top ten running backs as far as draft picks, and then you also, so now you got a running game where they're going to limit your possessions on offense, and then on top of that, on top of that. On top of controlling the running game on offense, you also got you also got a situation where they they also picked up defense, you know. So, and then also with with uh, Cleveland, I mean, excuse me, with Cincinnati, they just you just gave away one of your best weapons. You just let him walk. That's why they probably felt pressure to try to replace him. But you still need AJ to offer the line. AJ Green just left. Right. Right. <laughs> and and what did he what did he consistently suffer from? Leg right. injuries. Yes. You know. Yeah. Well, hey, there we go. We threw the fives, man. It's just like the draft, because boy, right. you know, the draft is the draft is knocked down, drag out, man. Right. And uh it takes a lot a lot of thought process going into it. So we had a number six pick right now, Jalen Waddell. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Miami Dolphins, again, it's a teammate situation. Rekindling the magic, so for state, uh, where you got Tua, Alabama quarterback, drafted uh, two seasons ago now as the number one pick. Will probably get his shot to run the offense. So here's my thing. I'm going to just give you my piece on it real quick and why I don't like it. Right. I don't like I don't like the Waddell pick over the Smith pick. Again, 
because of the bigger, stronger, faster situation. Right. Supposedly the best receiver. I don't know what take knock they have on this kid, but I, I just say, to be honest, it's a damn shame that we're going to overlook the talent so much in the NFL when the teams have proven that you can't manage off the field issues. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Period. Point blank. But if we just focus on the talent and it's part of the entertainment for for them to take Waddell at five ten, which which really means he's about five eight five nine, because they're gonna give you a couple of inches on paper. Uh, I, I I can't say how disappointed I am where they're comparing him, you know, to be such an elusive receiver. And you know, like I know, those little receivers don't don't last, man. They can't take a beating like that in the league. No. no. And no matter what Miami thinks, even though they have been a lackluster team, they still have a bullseye on them because it's a thing to come down to Miami and beat them in Miami. Right. And then go out and get all those beautiful women like Ric Flair say, you know, take them to Space Mountain afterwards. That's you going to beat the cruddy Miami mullets in their own state. <laughs> so, so, so I'm going to say Waddell could have, could have dropped back a little bit in my opinion. But what do you think? What do you think about Waddell? I just, I don't see how you, like I said, I, I, I don't see how you pick him over the Heisman one. You know, yeah. and as a Miami hater, though, I was just really happy that Atlanta took the tight end, and uh, and the Bengals and the Bengals took the receiver they took because I was more afraid of them than you know than the guy that Miami picked. Like I'd have been, but I'd have been more afraid. It, I, I feel like the Eagles got a steal with the little dude they got, and you know Miami as far as picking receivers early. I mean, I think of one of their last receivers they took really was Ted Ginn. They've had no luck. They've had no, <laughs> you know, had no luck. What else what else are you gonna use him as? Is is he a is he a special teams player? Is he a kick returner, punt returner? You know, right, right. He's gotta be right. he's gotta give me more I'm not gonna take a smallest receiver unless like he's like a Devin Hester or or, or a uh you know, like a Santana Moss or somebody who can give me something in the return game. You know, like a Dexter yeah. Jackson. It can't. It can't yeah. just be. He can't just be a smallest receiver and basically play on the outside because you know you you send that guy across the middle. He's not gonna make too many trips. He's not gonna make it, man. He, he's the same. Yeah. He's the same size as the guys that you left. The the, uh, the young man uh, that's in Cleveland right now. As, they, as their first option at wide receiver. Right, uh, right. Ode, 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 Odell Beckham's friend. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But Jar- Jarvis, uh, Jarvis, I forgot his last name. But Landry? Still. Yeah. Jarvis Landry, right. Small receiver, man. He's not a big, he's right. not a big guy. So my, I, this is my problem with Miami. You're so stupid, the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to be blunt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to hold, hold no punches. <laughs> You're so stupid. You get you get under the cap, right? You got a right. 
you got a bank. You got a bank that you're playing with. And what do you do with the bank? You waste the bank picking people that will never become household names. Right. There's there's only been three household names out of the Miami Dolphins organization. Right. That's been Mark Duper for the most part. Clayton. And Dan Marino. Dan Marino. (laughs) Irvin Fryer. Chris Chambers. I'm going to name them because... I respect their game. They, they, they can't. And uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about OJ McDuffie. I really don't right. know. But, but still, those guys came in and contributed to the to the team, and they fared they fared decent. But there's never been anybody who I got to have that Dolphin jersey. Nobody made me feel that way, ever, yeah. ever. <laughs> Yeah. Mine is a franchise that no matter how you look at things, you know, let's look at their history. Every time they got a chance to mess it up, they mess it up. You know. Right. They you know, they had a chance to get Drew Brees. They didn't take they didn't take Drew Brees because they took Dante Culpepper. You know? And we see how that worked out. You know, you had a West Welker, you had a you had an Ajay, you had you had a uh, Heath Evans. As soon as you let those guys go, they go on to win Super Bowls, multiple Super Bowls, mind you. Whereas, you know, they get guys, they have you know marginal success or even great success. You let them go for second round picks, third round picks, or less. You know, and they go on to somebody else, and people know seem to know how to put the pieces together to make it work. Even even right. when they even when they even when they had the draft pick I just said that was mostly return man, he leaves, he goes to the Saints and balls out. You know? Yep. So it's some it's something wrong down there in the water, Miami. The the manatees, I call them the manatees because that shit is in danger down there. You know, the Miami yeah. manatees. I don't see they also yeah. need to be penalized because normally you know, like I was telling a friend of mine, you done had the best coaches ever in the game. You had Nick right. Saban. You had right. Weinstein. You had yeah. Jimmy Johnson after he revived the Dallas Cowboys. You had right. Bill Parcells. You had, yeah. I don't know, you can name name after name that are perennial geniuses. You know, right. so that, that had success multiple teams. But somehow they get down there in Miami and, and and no one can make it work. And, you know, let's put Miami on the clock for if, if you a doll fan. I call them D-O-L-L-F-A-A. You know, I don't spell it correct. Right. <laughs> if you a doll fan, come on, man. It's been since 1973. You know, the last time that you was relevant, you got your ass kicked by the 49ers in the Super Bowl. You know? And the last time you was relevant right. after that, you got your ass kicked by Jacksonville Jaguars and the expensive team. You know, whereas right. the Jaguars just beat our last by almost 50 points. And that was a Jimmy Johnson right. post team. <laughs> you know, right. you had you had Fred Taylor in his first ever game get off on y'all. You know, as right. a rookie. You know, that's what I tell you. Jacksonville Jaguars was an expansion team. 
identity. Yeah. Which means yeah. they were just throwing pieces together. They trust me, now yeah. I'm not. They had my Cardell, they had some great players. They they pieced it together. But that's just a further example as Jacksonville, you might as well say was a new earth team. You know? And they beat the hell out of yeah. Miami is one of the oldest franchises. Yeah. You know? And you've had you had a lot of new and up and coming teams felt better now. And I mean, let's talk about their division. You're you're coming out of the AFC East where the last thirty years it's either been Buffalo or New England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's yeah, no the other way around. The Dolphins, the Dolphins yeah. haven't been the Dolphins haven't been hot yeah. since the eighties. You, you never have to worry about the Jets. But Buffalo it's like, how can you be realistic to be a Dolphin and basically not also cheer for Buffalo and New England? Because that's who's, that's who's represented you in the AFC East. I mean, right. Buffalo went to four straight Super Bowls. They, yep. they, and then they got quiet for a good 12 to 15 years. But now they back with a bench. That's okay. And, that's okay. The, the Patriots, and, the Patriots and, picked up where they left off and, and, and took and, you and, and, exactly. times, you know? And, and, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 you, and you've seen the Patriots go to, go to one six out of ten Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. So it's basically if you're a Dolphin, you got to almost call, be a closet Patriot or a closet Buffalo Bill because you haven't seen the Dolphins uh, any type of success, like I tell people, unless unless you about 48, 49 years old, like I, I'm 45, I think they've been to maybe three playoff games, maybe four. I give them four. They've been to playoff four times in that 45 years. They haven't done that since '73, and you know, if you're not 50 plus, you did not see that undefeated season. Which was you didn't see the undefeated season. You didn't see so to even utter that out your mouth. If you're 45 years or less, I mean, I mean, let's be truthful. Like I said, you either you either Miami mullets or the Miami manatees. You pick one, you know. But I, I love the alliteration. Keep the M's in there. They need to choose one of them mascots for the Dolphins. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But and the, and they, the, they, the, the thing is so so weird. The thing that's weird for me. Like anything, you have access to some of the greatest athletes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have access yeah. to some of the greatest athletes in well, the state of Florida. Not not Hell, just access. Not just access. Hate to cut y'all. You share the stadium. Literally. Oh, no, no, no. With, no, with the Miami Hurricanes. No, I'm not talking about hurricanes. But I'm just saying. Yeah, see, you talk about, you talk <laughs> about the hurricanes. Let me, let me tell you something. Uh, there, there, there is more talent standing out on the corner of uh, 125th Street down at the end or uh, University right. University uh, uh, Highway than, than what these guys are actually scouting, man. Right. And, uh, and you know what I mean? Uh, uh, and right. that's, aside from the, that's aside from the university. Right. Like, let's think about it. In, 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 in all the years, right, that we watch sports, Right. All the years we watch sports while we've been alive. Right. Not one time have the Dolphins selected any hot 
prospect from the University of Miami, Florida Gators, FIU, Florida Florida State <laughs> University, UCL. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. They 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 took they they did roll the dice on one. They took they rolled the dice on Yaquil Green, and, and Duke uh, he never saw he yeah he never saw the field. Right. And I was just like, you know, unfortunate for him. But above and beyond that, man, there's so many people that have gone on to Hall of Fame careers since the 1980s. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put a, yeah. I'm gonna put, put a mark yeah. on it. 19, yeah. 1980, when Dan Marino was hot, when he right. was hot, you know what I mean? Coming coming right. out of Pittsburgh University, right. Pitt, Pittsburgh University. But but see, that's the other thing to do. The Dolphins take a lot of guys from the Northeast, including Jason Taylor. You know, they take guys from right. the Northeast. You don't take no right. people from the South right around you. And just like I, just like I argue with some of our classmates that are Dolphins. Do you know? They they argue with me at Pittsburgh, which I don't see how. Uh, and like I said, they made a great pick, which which we definitely got to touch on that gentleman before we end this. Touch on that gentleman again, uh, Mr. Harris. But uh, yeah, like. Literally, in 50 years, the Steelers had three coaches. Right. How many coaches have you guys had in your franchise, you know, historic franchise? How many coaches have you had, you know? Well, well, let's say post-Shula. Post yeah. 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 Don Shula was amazing. But now, like I said, I, I listed some of them. Those are the notable ones. You don't even know how many no-name ones we did not list. And we're not even talking about coordinators, which which that's even a higher turnover rate than the head coaches. We're not even talking about coordinators, string coaches. Whereas, yeah, one of the one of the offensive coaches, he got caught doing powder with <laughs> cocaine. And it's gainfully employed right now to this day. But, yeah, that's what you had going on. Like basically, it seems out of playmakers and ballers was actually happening in your franchise, which is a joke. Your your franchise is a joke, right. and I hate to say that because they finally did make a couple things. Whereas, you know, we had Jacoby Brissett get picked up on the one year, um, but it's, it's it's too many few and far between. Whereas, you know, the the, the last time the Steelers the Steelers had a Super Bowl MVP. In the Belvedere area, San Antonio Holmes. You guys passed on Warren Sapp twice because of drug right. issues. Was that so, something I also want to address? It just seems like a lot of black players end up having character issues. Or they end up having uh, 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 an event get blown out of proportion, you know, and then they fall down in the draft and lose millions and millions of dollars. Or they, you know, they end up in a situation where a team doesn't want to make them the face of the franchise, basically. Or the, the cornerstone of the defense. So, you know, a, a guy like Warren Sapp and all those misfits end up in Tampa Bay, which is why to this day I love Tampa Bay, because you had Tony Bundy turn the Orange Crush around and made them a beautiful team, you know. And you know the Bucks, at least that team, based off their defense, as you did the, the the Ravens in the 90s. You know, now it's Lamar Jackson and crew, but you knew them from 
you know, their their linebackers and their defensive ends. And E. Reed, you know, they were that team was built off defense. And basically at that time, you just didn't want the offense to mess it up. Same thing in town. You know, you had a beautiful defense. You know, that team was known from Warren Sapp, Rondé Barber, you know, definitely the running back because of things that he did away from the game. But they were known, you know, they were built from the defense first. Or Blitzburg, the Steelers. They were known from Palomalu, you know, all those amazing defensive players. You know, and then they had an offense. But getting back, like, it just seems like the Dolphins don't have an identity. That's why I said all those things to say that. They don't have an identity. Yeah, man. They don't have a rhyme or reason with their picks. You know. Now, the jury is out about their coach. So far, I would give him a B-plus, what he has done. He's only been there three short years. And they definitely improved. You know, they're on the verge of making playoffs. So I can't really hate on them. But like I said, based off, based off what you saw, the Dolphins, based off what you saw the Patriots do in free agency, which they killed it. If anyone tried to disagree with them, they, they arguably got the best two tight ends that were available in free agency. And then a whole lot of other pieces. And mind you, a lot of people are forgetting that, you know, they had a lot of people opt. They had about six players opt out for COVID. And two years ago, that was a top five defense. So anything that the Patriots pick up, you got to also make sure that that's in addition to the people that opted out that are coming back and they got to see the Buffalo Bills. So I just can't see the Dolphins. And they also traded their backup to to the Washington team that, that you know, Fitzpatrick, which had, you know, an amazing impact. And they're giving the keys to, to their youngster. So they're throwing them to the wolves. So I just don't see... I just, like you, I just don't agree with the pick. And like I said, I was so happy that the teams in front of them picked what they picked. Because basically, the guy that they got, they basically had to make a choice between him and the Heisman Trophy winner. And I think they got the lesser of the two receivers. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm just going with height alone. Right. And I just know that, that, you know, ever since Randy Moss came and made the impact that he made, you know, Terrell Owens, Let's not forget about him. He's a he's a he's a more on the bigger side as well, as far as uh, height, and that's that's been the direction. Megatron came there after AJ Green came there after Ushmanzada, Chad Johnson. Most of those guys are, are teetering on six foot or better, and you know you had that opportunity to get a big wide receiver, man, speed guy, right. and 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 you you passed on it and you took. You took the more mobile wide receiver. But, hey, it is what it is. Miami Mullets. Number seven <laughs> pick, man. Chennai Suell. Offensive lineman going to uh, Detroit. Great pick. I can finally say great pick because that's need. That's a needs-based pick. So, I really don't have much to say about that. I mean, it's a lineman. Hopefully, right. he's able to fulfill that, 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 that void and try to bring some uh, steadiness to that interior. Right. And just real quick, Detroit normally goes with a receiver there. And, you know, uh, I'm glad they didn't do it. I'm glad they, like you said, addressed the need. Hopefully that guy solidifies their line. 
especially with Detroit using a lot of their assets to, you know, to change quarterbacks and what have you. You know, you got to protect their assets. So at least they made a pick. Like you said, it might not necessarily be the sexy pick, but they addressed offensive line, you know, to protect their quarterback. Yeah. And um, here we go, number eight, man. We, we, we about to close out the top ten. We made it there. Number eight, J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina going to the Carolina Panthers. Again, another need-based situation. Hometown guy, right out of the area. Uh, I mean, I can't really say any more than that, man. They, they're fulfilling based on the need-based situation. Uh, this guy had a good, he had a good grade evaluation overall. Playing at South Carolina, six foot one, two hundred and five pound corner, man. Yeah, that's, that's a big boy, physical boy. Yeah, he, yeah, man. He he reminds me a lot of the Rob Woodson or Aeneas Williams type corner, where he's gonna give you good press coverage and some run support. He, he's not yeah. the Dion type, but he's he's definitely a banger. And, you know, he's definitely uh, somebody. And I was very surprised that the Cowboys didn't trade up to get him. Uh, but, yeah, Man. definitely fulfill a need because they definitely you're need about, defense. They about definitely need one. Yeah. But I was, Jerry, I was thinking, Jones, you know. Jerry Jones is playing. I'm sorry. Jerry Jones is playing Madden football, man, with these players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't have made the splash that Jerry Jones, you know. I mean, you see what they did when they picked the receiver last year. You know, they probably look for more of a splash like that. But yeah, I was very surprised that that he wanted not, the tight end. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was very surprised that no one else that needed corners, which a lot of a lot of teams in this, especially you know, if you're playing some of these aerial things, especially if you got to see Kansas City, if you got to see Tampa Bay, they're gonna need DBs to combat that. Not even necessarily, you know, in your starting core. You're going to need at least, at minimum, a nickel package, maybe even a dime to address, you know, trying to win the Super Bowl. So, I don't, I don't understand why more corners or DBs in general want taken early. Number nine, man. Well, Patrick Sertain the second. <laughs> Surprise uh, pick, though. Surprise very pick. surprised. I was very surprised. Yeah. I was very surprised yeah. Denver took him. I was surprised Denver didn't take Fields. I don't think they have the quarterback that they need, but maybe they do. Uh, they do have a great receiving core already, so hopefully they can address, you know, their offense. But like I said, they they're in the AFC. If you if you want to get out of the AFC, you know, the AFC definitely got some. Like you got to come see Buffalo Bills. You know, you got to come see. You, you got to stop Buffalo. You got to stop Kansas City. You know, uh, you need run stoppers or whatever to stop, you know, basically stop the Ravens or whoever else. But, yeah, you definitely need DB. So, you know, they they address an area of need. And, they you know, they didn't go for the sexual pick. But I don't know what, what the receiving quarter Broncos have and. The, the way that their QB is, I think I think I would have took Fields and, and got a steal at that pick. I, I think I think he possibly would have a long time quarterback and taking Justin Fields in Denver. 
under the right circumstances. But Denver is another institution that is not ready to see uh, <laughs> the black the black quarterback lead the team. Yeah. Although they though although they were one of the first in modern era football that actually had a black backup quarterback that played. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this. Yeah. But but to be the main guy, to be honest with you, Denver love black defenders, they love black receivers, black running backs, and a white quarterback. Yeah. And uh for those that's listening I don't feel no type of way, man. Sometimes the game is the game is about black and white, so you gotta well, understand that. Definitely in the Mile High City, <laughs> show that we just watched the, the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They definitely want a six four, blonde haired <laughs> statuesque dude playing QB, whether it be John Elway, you know, or you know Peyton Manning, whoever it be. I mean, just look at their track record. It's yeah. pretty much the same guy, you know. So, yeah. you know. In, in the words of, <laughs> uh, in the words of, uh, you know, Malibu the rapper, I ain't hating. So, I'm just calling <laughs> it like it is, man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But Patrick Sertain, though, real quick on him, man. A couple points. A lot of people were not sold on him. I'm talking about the general public is not really sold on Patrick Sertain the second. They feel like he benefited from being in a good scheme so the verdict is out man well Can he hold his own weight we will he will be tested in in that division because that is a passing division oh yeah and also too uh you know i got in an argument with some other people about quote unquote not knowing the game that's a pedigree pick you know yeah i didn't go there. i don't i don't i don't think he, <laughs> i don't think he showed me enough at alabama to be ranked that high. But I mean, there that's also another potential pick where, you know, his father was an amazing DB. Man, and, let's take, let's take know, that in, go ahead. And, you know, it's pedigree, man. It's, and, and like I was, I got in a whole argument, you know, that started out as a joke, but it's like, you just gotta look at the coaches. You gotta look at the whole, you know, organizations as a whole, like, the majority the of people that are head the fraternity. coaches, <laughs> the, the, the majority let's, of the people that, that, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and we gonna get on that later on in the upcoming podcast. Power words, but it's like the power words in the NFL is your last name. <laughs> yeah, and your last who's your dad? Your, your last dad. name hold weight. You know, you got Rex Ryan. You know, you had different people. You had Buddy Ryan. You had you know, you got you got the Harborough brothers. You know, you 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 got even even you go to Belichick. You know, those were little boys sitting around locker rooms that you know that got taught the game because they were a friend or a friend or they were they're a nephew, they were a cousin, right. they were a son. Right. And if you just look at some of these win loss records, a lot of those guys get turnovers whether they record suck or not, you know, and a lot of them, you know, let's just keep it real. If they white, you know, yeah, you might lose the head coach job, but guess what? You're going to get downloaded to OC. You're going to get demoted to DC. 
We're going to get demoted to uh, special teams. Or you're still the assistant coach. I mean, look at Matt Patricia. You know, you can go on and on and on where, you know, people win four or five games and they still have a job. Whereas if you're a Lovey Smith or, you know, you're this person, well, now at best, maybe you got to go down to the college ranks now. You know, you're not going to no longer yeah. get an NFL job. Or, you know, if you're like the Chiefs OC, where everybody in the league know you should be promoted to head coach, you got to wait way more than what you should have to get that opportunity, you know? Yeah. Because that's a self-made man, you know? He, But I'm sure if he was the son of somebody or his dad played in the league or something like that, he would have already had that position. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, yeah. it's an awkward choice about, about uh, the enemy, but, like, we, you know, just sticking with the, the, the notion of what we're talking about as far as, uh, you know, pedigree, I mean, just, just if people don't understand... And, it's, and you can research it for yourself, for those that will listen. If, you, if your father played in the league, 99.9, you have a 99.9 chance of getting a shot, even if you suck. Walt Payton's son, garbage. But he got a shot. You know what I mean? Uh, Patrick right. Tertain's son, you know, could have benefited because of his father being in the league. I don't. I I can't necessarily say. I feel that he dominated at his position to be drafted so high. That's just my opinion. But again, there's 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 a lot of people who've been given a shot, and uh, he was on the championship winning team, man. So you right. got people out there like like you know Chris Chris Sims, Phil Sims' son, more specifically, was horrible. Should have never suited up in the NFL, in my opinion. Right. But. His, his father is, uh, you know, a notable commentator on Sundays and a former Super Bowl champion with the with the uh, New York Giants. And so, not only that, those guys get lost in the limelight because they, they, they you know, Steve Berline, Chris Sims, there's some other names in there that were trash QB. Oh, you we and got, I can probably got, go out and play better than them, but they're career backups. And that never even gets yeah. brought up. They're getting yeah, paid I mean, millions of dollars to sit the bench. <laughs> They're either the second or third string player on teams for, for 16, 17, 18 years, and they basically stealing money. Because by the way, any 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 time the starter goes down or the starter gets traded, they just move another number one in front of them. But they still remain it. on the team. They still remain on that team salary. They still re- remain on that cap. It's not like yeah, they I'm get a, a, So you tell I'm me what to that at the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bump to that at the end. Yeah. But, Tim, we got Devontae Smith going to the Eagles. The guy we've been talking about dropped down at number 10. Six feet tall, 170 pounds. He's a burner, man. Yeah, high he control. He went Just some of the, uh, the takes that they have on him. He's an elite route runner. He's an elite route runner. He's an elite route runner. Say that three times very fast. Yeah. He's an elite route runner. So an elite, elite route runner gets put at the number 10 spot. Okay, let me finish what they say. Elite route runner. This comes from ESPN.com. I'm referencing right now. Boom. There's my uh, there's my caveat. There's no plagiarism here. They say a uh, route runner who consistently gains separation at the top 
of his STEM versus man coverage. He has he has an an outstanding feel for locating soft spots in zone coverage. He rarely drops a catchable ball, which is a big thing in the NFL. And he's he's strong in traffic, despite his lack of bulk. He's a he's a he's a nimble guy, kind of like Randy Moss. Then thin guy, tall. He's a burner, but Smith plays fast and does a good job. Now I'm gonna rephrase that. Now I'm gonna I'm correct him. He does a great job, great job tracking tracking the ball vertically. So with all those tangibles of this guy, this guy's played with with some personnel that's already made the league at quarterback. And so this this is my this is my gripe. With all that ESPN had to say, he slipped to number ten. Wow. Right. Right. He was the what? Number fourth receiver taken? But you just you just won the Heisman trophy? <laughs> right. Yeah, you coming yeah, you're coming off a hell of a performance, man. You coming right. off a hell of a performance in your career and you slip to number ten. But hey, number eleven, Justin Fields, here you go. Here's that guy. Chicago picks him up. This is gonna be an interesting mix gonna be an interesting mix because Chicago has I, I think they have tried since Rex Grossman to find a superior quarterback. Yes. But I don't feel that they particularly wanted to pay top dollar to find that superior quarterback. So yeah. if you know anything about the draft once you once once y'all as you know anything about the draft, once you get outside of the uh, the top ten, the money goes down. So this guy lost big money, man, by yep. not being one of those top ten picks. That's Justin Fields. Let me let me let me state his name. Justin Fields lost a significant amount of money by not being one of the top ten picks. So that guarantee is going to be a little different. So uh, hey. <laughs> position position rank overall even at that they had him ranked number four on their grade overall but you slipped to number 11 as an official pick I don't know I hope he I hope he excels I hope he excels they, they, they try to use uh, they try to use something as a, a medical condition that he he has been revealed that he has epilepsy. Yes. Um. It is it's serious. I don't know how many attacks he's had publicly that his team has had to deal with. You know, on the bench, in the locker room, around the field. But if you don't know what epilepsy is, it's seizures. Um, I don't know what brings them on. I'm, I'm, I'm not that medical guru like that, but look up epilepsy. And that's one thing that in the in the last two days, three days, getting close to the draft that was being thrown around as though it's a bad disease. I mean, it is a condition, but yeah. <laughs> if it's control, I, I know that I don't know. a couple of things that bring on episodes is like, you know, flashing lights. You no, know, like far as like a strobe light, 
or if you're watching television. And then another thing would be lack of rest. But I mean, it's something easily managed with, you know, proper medicine and sleep, you know, and it's already told that some of his family members, I think especially like, you know, the, the males in his family have also had it and they've, you know, they've grown out of it. They don't, they don't have that condition. It's something that you can, you know, as you age, mature out of, you know, um, so yeah, so I think, you know, just like I said, it's just certain people, certain things get blown up, you know, and you know, your character and different um, things get attacked and, you know, um, blown up, you know, and it, you know, cause you basically use millions of dollars, you slide in the draft, whereas, you know, other people's missteps, <laughs> you know, you don't really hear much about and they normally gain, you know. So yeah, and that's that's the top that's the top eleven for you guys, man. Here we are on the Talking Tip podcast. We're just talking NFL draft. You know, we chopping it up about that, man. Myself and Terrence, and um, I'm gonna kind of kind of kind of bounce around right now as we get ready to close out this segment. I see uh, just just throw some out there. Number twenty, Kadarius. Excuse me, Kadarius. Tony, wide receiver, picked up by the New York Giants. Uh, they have Barkley. They're going to have this guy. They had o- Odell Beckham. Um, they had the other guy that retired. The wide receiver that retired because of leg injuries prior to that. Um, and so they're trying to find they're trying to find personnel for Jones, the right. quarterback. I, I think this is a good pickup. I hope that it kind of works out for them because uh, the NFC East needs to become a little more exciting as far as with scoring as opposed to just right. pounding and beating each other up. Yeah. Um, other things out there, I'm sorry, I skipped over Mac, M-A-C, the return <laughs> of the Mac, Mac Jones or Mac Moon tonight, whichever one you, you say, want him to be. Who you want to say, Mac you Jones? Know? Mac Jones, you know Mac Jones, or or, 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 or Mac 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 Moon, whichever one you want him to be, it's either one. But uh, Mac Jones, top quarterback for leading the Alabama University of Alabama to another championship yet again. You know, rated number five at his position. Uh, grade was a ninety. He's a guy who's who sat around. Jalen Hurt. Yeah. Tua. I ain't gonna even try that last name, but Tua, we know him as Tua. Yeah. And and then it was his turn. So respect for him for waiting it out, getting his shot, and prevailing and coming out as a collegiate champion. Right. So if the NFL career doesn't pan out, at least he has that. You know? Um, as a winner, leading the team, and all those other uh, championships that he was part benefit benefited from from, you know, being a secondary player on the team. But Matt Jones, I'm gonna keep it real. You going to the Patriots? Hopefully, the system you can learn the system and make it work for you the way that it worked for Brady. But historically, and I don't want to talk about Ken Stabler, and I don't want to talk about Joe, Broadway Joe. 
That was so long ago. Like, like you said, yeah. like talking about the undefeated Dolphins. I want to talk about those guys. Uh, with, with all of the winning that the Alabama Crimson Tide has done from a period of, let's say, post-Bear Bryant. I'm going to go beyond Bear Bryant. So I'm going to focus on the 90s to present. They have won some damn football games. Oh, yeah. And their offensive skill players are kind of sort of like Ohio State skill players. Something is in the water or something, there's a major gap in regards to identifying how to read a playbook from college to the pros and actually perform with focus at that skill position. There's a major gap from college to pros in those two programs where we have seen some dynamic performances in the collegiate level, but it doesn't translate into their NFL professional careers. Heisman running backs that have coming out that have come out of Alabama that did not find the success that you thought they would have um, in recent years, and 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 part of me, I'm gonna be frank, I can't name one quarterback that even won a championship, you know, other than Jalen Hurts and uh, Tua, and this guy because it's so fresh. But before then, I I don't I don't know an Alabama quarterback at all. Period. <laughs> Period. Yeah. I don't know one. How, how about you? I can't name one. <laughs> even, even if you could come up with one, and I'm talking about, you can even think of recently, the ones that were thrown to A.J. Green, the ones that were thrown to, you know, you had quite a few receivers do well in the NFL. And you 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 don't know any of their quarterbacks. No quarterback, <laughs> run, the, run, the, run, the running backs run themselves out the league. Yeah, and 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 it's just really been the last. I want to say the last two, three classes that really have put solid wide receivers in the league that have stuck. Because I mean, we definitely know the, the deuce is loose from back in the days. Right. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't fare that well once he entered the NFL. Uh, defensively, offensive line, defensive line, defenders, defensive backs, they've had, they've put out some talent, man. George Keyes, he ripped us one, man, and he, he had pretty nice career up there with Green Bay, you know, as, wow. as a defender, defensive back. So, right. you know, we, 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 we've seen some, some greatness, but Mac, we're talking about Mac right now, taking that number 15 spot by the New England Patriots. I'm just gonna have to tip my hat to that young man and say good luck, because hey, it just it it it's just never happened where they've had a long-lasting career. So we shall see. But if it ever was a place, if it ever was a place, though, <laughs> that would be the place. And you know, you got Cam Newton. You know, so you know, if it ever was a place where you know you 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 have opportunity, he. He definitely landed in a great spot. You know, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he can uh, stay off the alcohol after hours. So. 
man, let's go to your guy, man, and, and, and get ready to close out. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go back to back. Twenty fourth, twenty fifth pick. Your guy, Najee Harris, out of Alabama. Look at that. Yet another Alabama Crimson Tide. Right. I I, I, I I like this guy though, man. Like I said, I, I praised him at the beginning when I spoke highly of him, man. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about your team. Well, the biggest thing that made me even like him more, well, first of all, I'm glad he stayed his four years. Uh, his, his, he, his, his stock definitely rose from probably a third or fourth rounder to a first rounder. Uh, you know, and like you stated, against LSU, a couple other games, like, you know, he's definitely a low center of gravity dude up in the 235, 240 range with, with great speed, great hands. But, but one thing that stands out for me is his agility. His agility and his route running. Like, literally, he's jumping over dudes. He, even though he can truck them, like, he, you know, he's jumping over dudes that just want to lower the head and aim at his knees and ankles. And, uh, what, but what made me think of him even more than what I saw him do on the field is his story. And, you know, we just lost DMX. And, you know, they have a lot of similar stories as far as their upbringing, their youth. You know, because, you know, he was a, you know, at some point, he had some hardship in his life. He was homeless. So, you know, to have celebrated being drafted at a, at a boys and girls home, you know, where he grew up. Man, that, that was amazing, you know, to try to uplift, you know, those, those youngsters. You know, at a place where you know he he celebrated in, the, in one of the homes that you know he was raised in when he was having a hard time. So, let alone you know from being a Steelers fan, I just hope personally, you know he does well in his career. So you know I'm pretty sure, you know he's gonna get back to his community and try to uplift some people. You know, try to shine some light in a very dark situation. Yeah, man, and. um like I said, I said my piece on him, man. I wish him the best. Yeah. And yeah. the last one, at, at the end, stellar career. Stellar yeah. career. I just, I feel he's a little on the small side. I hope he hasn't played so much football where he's burned himself out before he gets started. I see him as a person who could be, you know, more of a slot, H-back type situation. He's not a big guy. Um, as they scored him on the tape. He's measuring at uh, 5'10", man. So, like I said, that's, oh. that's about a tweener, 5'8", 5'9". Oh. 215 pounds is definitely not a big size. But, again, this guy, he was ranked number one at his position, man. He picked yeah. up at number 25 spot. He got the hands. He can play He can play some football. So He reminds, he reminds me a lot. He reminds me a lot of a guy. Uh, I really don't see him playing that long unless they have bigger backs, which Jacksonville does have a lot of running backs on the roster right now. But, you know, being that he has a lot of, you know, familiarness and he is also another good receiver, you know, I'm pretty sure Urban Meyer put something together that, you know, get, get, you know, get the ball in his hands and let him make plays. No doubt. No doubt, man. That's the first round, man. I'm going to kind of hold my piece right there because we've said a lot. Hope y'all didn't take. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Any Anything else to add? 
No, I'm just, I'm looking forward to see, you know, definitely a lot of people still didn't address needs. Um, and I'm just looking to see how, you know, the rest of the draft's going to pan out. Uh, yeah. And, you know, NFL's definitely a league about parity. You know, there's a, there's a couple teams. Like I said, you already know you're going to see the Ravens. You're going to see the, the Chiefs. You're going to see the Bucks. You're going to see, but see, now you kind of had a change in the guard. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen out the NFC South, you know, with the Saints. Um, and then who knows what's going to happen in Green Bay. You got some things up in the air with them, you know. So right. hopefully, hopefully Chicago can capitalize out there. And, you know, you had a lot of the Russell, Russell Wilson things quieted down out there in the NFC West. But, man, the biggest yep. thing, I'm, I'm, the, AFC, the AFC East, the AFC period, it's a lot of shaking up going on because, you know, you had the Steelers go 11-0 and and then they, they tanked it, you know. But have they done enough to keep up with the Ravens? Have they done enough to keep up with the Bengals? Have they, have they done enough to keep up with the Browns? Where, you know, you already got three teams that made the playoffs, you know, and... You know who's who's gonna come out the east. You know you got Buffalo, you got the Patriots who just like I said they stole free agency, and they also made some wise draft picks. They basically yeah. they're basically becoming Alabama North because <laughs> down there everything out of yeah. Alabama they they take it. Um, um, but other than that, you know, I surprised I heard, heard, you know uh, Urban Meyer. You know who who's who's to see what comes out of Jacksonville? How long can he stay around? Like I said, hopefully he put enough people around him where, you know, he's not, you know, he's he's not gonna get too stressed. And uh, you know, it's it's definitely a lot of shakeups in the AFC. And man, I'm just looking forward to see the rest of the picks. And now, you know, most most teams are gonna have a full camp. Even, you know, yeah. they have a better grasp of COVID. So we're definitely going to mm-hmm. see, you know, improved play. Hopefully we have less injuries. Hopefully we have right. less cases now, you know, with people getting shots or what have you, or just, you know, just making better decisions. And, yeah, you know, let's, you know, I'm looking forward to a great season, you know, and I appreciate the NFL. You know, a lot of people hate it. Uh, still pushing for still pushing for you know justice and you know to end this racism and you know you know hopefully they keep going on with that push you know and let's 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 continue to watch some great games and see change man yeah man i mean i'm like this right now man if 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 anybody is going to be an idiot a numbskull (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about the NFL the existence of it just stop it man you're gonna watch the game you know what I mean like I don't right. I, it's a lot of people you may not be an avid fan but you're gonna at least tune in mm-hmm. so let's, let's just hope that these guys you know give us a good brand they keep things going the way that it's supposed to go and that's that. At the end of the day, like, like 
we might not be happy with all the picks, but um, it is what it is. I, I I enjoy the brand of it. I don't love it like I once did, but I, I it, it doesn't have anything to do with those other reasons. It's just as you get older, sometimes you can't keep pace with it, depending on what you have going on in, in your life. And you know, I, I'm busy, so I, I don't really get an opportunity to just like literally yeah, consume it the way football. you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's. That's all I got to say, man. Other than that, I'm looking forward to, like you said, the, the finishing up of this draft and seeing how it pans out for the players, seeing how the people can come together and get the, get get themselves together, you know, in, in a, in, in, over, over the summer, over the summer with all the changes. And hopefully we got a good brand of football that everybody's going to get a chance to enjoy. So until next time, we will say, hey, watch the draft, read up on it, get your facts straight. Don't come in here half-stepping <laughs> with all y'all comments that y'all going to hit us with on Facebook and other places. Because it is what it is. But other than that, man, peace, y'all. Till next time.